0: Hello, and welcome to the WEC Study Program podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about distributed energy resources. My name is Julie Booth. I'm WEC's Communications and Outreach Manager, and with me today is John Jensen. John is a staff engineer for System Adequacy Planning. Hello, John.
1: Hi, Julie, and thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. I'm John Jensen, a staff engineer here at WEC, um, like Julie had mentioned, in the System Adequacy Planning Department. Uh, This study was performed by me and Nick Hatton, another fellow engineer here at WECC, along with the Distributed Energy Resources Advisory Group. So it was a really fun study to work on with an outstanding group of people to work with.
0: John, it's great to have you here. Will you tell us a little bit about the study?
1: Oh, of course. So our study focused on high penetrations of distributed energy resources, or we like to call them DER, on the power grid, um, specifically in the Western Interconnection. So DER is one of those things that takes on many different shapes and sizes, from behind-the-meter rooftop solar to energy efficiency, energy storage, even demand response in electric vehicles, and much more.
0: Wow, that, that sounds interesting. I certainly like the DER better. It's easier to pronounce. So tell us a little bit more.
1: So DER is usually on the smaller end of generation, usually less than 10 megawatts, and it's produced um, really close to where it's consumed or very near to where it's consumed. Um, So as you can see, this is a very broad category, and this is why it's so important in the power industry right now. Um, So in this study, we focused on DER in the form of residential rooftop solar. So that's something that you would find on a residential rooftop house in your neighborhood, for instance. So we looked at what kinds of issues the power grid might see as increasing amounts of DER come online in the future.
0: Well, wow, that's interesting. I, I have rooftop solar. So you basically looked at what I have in part of the study.
1: Yep, that's exactly right.
0: Interesting. So John, for the average WEC stakeholder, can you tell us why this study matters?
1: Of course, Julie. So we're actually seeing drastic increases in these DER and all their various forms on the power grid right now and will most likely continue to see that in the future as well.
0: Can you dive a little deeper into that topic?
1: For sure. So typically, DERs are installed on the distribution network, and they act as small generators that provide electricity to a single household. And historically, the amount of generation on the distribution network has been limited. However, with increasing amounts of DER on the distribution network, Um, They can add up to a significant amount of of aggregated generation, which can potentially impact the bulk electric system. So this is why we need to study and understand the effects of adding these resources on the power grid and what reliability issues may come with them. So with this study, we hope to shed some light on some of these reliability issues.
0: So John, will you tell us what the analysis found?
1: Of course. So, first of all, we found that DER can either positively or negatively impact the system, depending on how much and where it is added. And generally speaking, for this study, increasing DER tended to decrease thermal generation, such as coal or gas resources. But we found out that there were some instances where combustion turbine gas generation increased because the DER drops off very quickly at the end of the day as the sun goes down, which is also the time when the load picks up in the evening and the system has to rely on the flexibility and fast-ramping characteristics of combustion turbine gas resources to meet that demand.
0: Wow, that's interesting, John. What else did the study find?
1: So we also noticed that although increased DER decreased thermal generation resources, it could only decrease them to a certain level, and some thermal generating units needed to stay on during the middle of the day, whether it be that they are a must run unit or a base load unit or some other or have some other commitment related issues. So no matter how much DER we added on the system in the form of BTM rooftop solar, there were still some thermal units that stayed online during the middle of the day.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Um, For those of us who aren't familiar with the term BTM, can you tell us what that means?
1: Oh yeah, so BTM refers to behind the meter and in our case behind the meter rooftop solar and this would refer to like the solar panels you'd see in a residential neighborhood.
0: Interesting, thank you.
1: And finally, since the DER filled up a good portion of the generation stack in the middle of the day, it caused the system to curtail commercial solar and wind or to dump that energy. This can decrease the value of that energy unless there's some sort of design to use that energy or to bring value to the energy, such as batteries. We noticed that in our case, we, where we added batteries, that the value of electricity went back up since the batteries were able to use and store that excess solar and wind energy in the day when it wasn't needed and discharge it in the evening when it was needed.
0: So John, will you tell us what the big takeaways are for our stakeholders?
1: Of course. So even though individual DER may consist of relatively smaller units, they can add up very quickly. Just imagine your neighborhood, if you have solar panels on your house, probably not a big deal, but if everybody in your neighborhood or your whole state has solar panels, that can add up very quickly. Um, So DER can change the way the system operates in big ways. And that's the main point we want to get across. And we need to continue to study this and focus on the different roles and characteristics of DER and the way that DER can affect the power system so we don't run into big reliability issues down the road.
0: That's a great takeaway from the study, John. What else did you find?
1: Another big one is data. We need correct data for the DER. So these would be things like DER capabilities, the amounts, locations, et cetera, in order to adequately plan the transmission level aspects of the grid. And ignoring this or making poor assumptions about it can lead to incorrect planning conclusions as DER penetration increases. From our study, it appears a significant penetration level of DER in a concentrated area. So for our study, this was roughly about 35% of the installed capacity of DER. We started to see significant reliability impacts on the grid.
0: Wow, that's intense, John.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. So around this 35% threshold, we started to see the value of electricity decrease, and we started to see different patterns of gas generation being used. This is where we started to see the increase in combustion turbine gas generation.
0: So John, for those who want to take a deeper dive into this study, where can they find the results?
1: So the detailed results of this study can be found in the final report, which is located on the WEC website on the study subcommittee webpage under the 2020 to 2021 study program accordion.
0: Okay, so once again that's WEC.org under the Studies Subcommittee webpage. That's where you need to go if you wanna see a deeper dive into this study and all the details. Thanks so much for coming today, John. It was great learning all about DERs.
1: Thank you, Julie, and thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us for the WEX Study Program podcast.